0: Hello, welcome to Inside Anna's Mind podcast. I hope you guys are well. I had a lovely weekend. I actually flew to Dublin for 24 hours and did my second stop on my Run Club tour. And it was honestly incredible. Like I absolutely loved it. And just the vibes were so high and I came away from the event. Well, even like near the end, normally I get really, really tired. And obviously like once it was done, like I was a little bit, but I don't know, just like every conversation kind of like fueled me and it was just so wholesome. And then I flew back on Saturday and just had a really like R&R kind of like rest and recovery Saturday evening, Sunday day. And it was so nice. Like I kind of turned my work phone off and I was just present. I had like a 10 hour sleep on Saturday night and then I had breakfast and then I went back to bed and I had an hour nap, which I just love doing sometimes. And I know I've talked to a few people recently and they were like, yeah, I really struggle to like actually stop. And you know, it's a very common thing, but it's such a privilege to be able to have a day where you don't have to do too much and just to give it back to yourself and rest. And it's just about finding little activities that, keep you happy but they are slower so I know on Sunday there was a point where I was like drawing in my coloring book and then Saturday when I was flying back from Dublin sometimes in the airport like I get in a really weird space because I'm I don't want to say I'm too tired but I'm too tired to do work and sometimes I'm just not in the right headspace. And so then I'll just scroll on my phone for an hour and then I get on the flight not feeling great when I travel. And so what I did when I left the event and well, we had lunch and then I went to the airport. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give myself a little activity. And I went to the little boots in the airport and I bought nail polish and like a few little nail tools. And I just did my nails, like I literally painted my nails. Um, I didn't know what other people were thinking, but I didn't really care at that point. I was like, I'm just having a cute little thing and just doing a slow activity to not keep me busy, but just like, I don't know, it was like calming. And it really just showed me that you can give yourself or create little moments that aren't expensive or require too much, but that's all you kind of need rather like sometimes when we don't know what to do with ourselves and we've got nothing to do and we'll just go on our phone or something it's like give yourself like a little activity it doesn't have to be active it can just be something cute like painting your nails or coloring or painting or I don't know and it was funny because I will be going on to like the main topics but I'm just giving you a little catch up when we were in the hotel the night before the event Alex and I have a little tradition where we get Kinder Eggs, one each, and we just see what we get, and then we just play with the toys. Um, And like one time we got like little Disney princesses. Anyways, this time was like a Willy Wonka one, and we had no idea what to expect. And we got like these little toys. Anyways, mine was like a fidget spinner, like I made it, like you just put it together. And I was like, oh, cool, this was so like 2000 and whatever. And then I was playing with it, and we were watching a film, right? And at the beginning I had a bit of anxiety, like, sometimes it just comes up and I don't know whether it's anxiety or just like this weird feeling in myself you know and you just don't feel very settled and then I started playing with this fidget spinner I was calm as a potato and I guess there's always parts of myself that I'm learning and I know I throw it around like oh ADHD and whatever and like I am aware that there's quite a few things that align with it um I'm not too like in a rush to go get like a diagnosis and stuff, I don't know, kind of got like, not mixed opinions, but I'm just kind of like, rather not know, I don't know. But then at the same time, it was so interesting knowing that fiddling with something just like calmed a part of me and I have no idea what to take from it, but I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It was just a little like realization of like, oh, so I'm completely fine now. And then that's kind of what inspired me to go like, paint my nails at the airport. Cause I was like, oh, I just need something to like do and I'm fine. Um, And I know there's this whole thing of like doing and being, right? Always having to do things and then just being in the present moment. Don't get me wrong, there's lots of moments where I have, where, where I'm in the present moment, but giving myself slow activities to do at other times is quite nice. So yeah, just thought I'd let you guys know on that stuff. But today on my podcast, I kind of want to go into like relationship, situationship, friendship, any relationship with others kind of thing because I put up a little question box and I'm aware like the last few podcasts have either been habits or body image or food or fitness or eating or relationship with self kind of thing. And obviously wanted to mix it up and I was aware that I hadn't done like a relationshipy kind of thing too recently. I know I did one when I was in Australia and I talked about like my green flags, red flags actually like coming out of a situationship and feeling good. And so I just thought I'd give you more things that I've learned and there was quite a few questions like that were in this topic. So I thought I would just kind of go through or questions slash statements. And I just thought I'd kind of go through them with you guys and give my like two cents. I think that's what it's called. So the first thing that someone put in because I was like, what do you need to hear? And they said, acknowledgement that other people's behaviors isn't a reflection on you you've hit the nail on the head there and it is so so true and I learned that a lot this year in the year of 2023 um I was like I've talked about it a lot but I was kind of in that situation with this guy and if the guy I was seeing was off I genuinely thought I had done something and I thought I had a direct correlation with me so if they woke up in a mood literally thought they didn't like me anymore if we were doing something and they suddenly went quiet for a while and like the rest of the day thought it was me if they cancelled on a plan thought it was me if they had to go home early or leave something early thought it was me and I I don't want to say I caused myself a lot of stress obviously it was a learning moment but like now that I look back on it but it's just so false. And I remember having this realization, I don't know when it was, I think it was like the last quarter or half of the year, where I realized that, you know, we all are humans and we all have our own stuff going on. And some people, and including myself at points, we don't know how to communicate it. And so we have natural ways that our body kind of shows we're not okay so some people will go really quiet some people will go more I don't want to say needy like it's a bad thing but we'll need more love from the other person or a friend or reach out more and then the other person won't reach out to anyone at all and put themselves in a little hole you know let's say you're seeing this guy and he's just cancelled and you're like oh my god it's me now I'm not saying like stick around with it but I'm just trying to let you know that you have no idea what's going on in their life their mum could have just been like i need you to do this i need you to do that and why aren't you here they have a certain dynamic with their mum and they're like okay fine i'll do that i've got to go cancel on whatever and you just don't know and there was kind of like two parts to my realization the first one was that, that they've got other stuff the second one was i don't have to be around for it and i'm allowed to put boundaries in place and that we're potentially not right for each other, if that makes sense. And they're both so essential to kind of know and understand. And the main thing to understand is that there is a difference when you're in a healthy relationship with someone, so this could be a friend or a boyfriend or girlfriend or anything. And it's something I've been shown a lot recently. Now, <laughs> you know, I if you're on my socials, you've probably seen a few bits here and there. Um, and I am seeing someone, And I've, well, there was like this point where, well, it's very healthy, all I can say. And there was this point where they were slightly like more down. And I was like, so aware of this stuff by now because of everything else I'd kind of experienced in the year. Um, So I'd like give them space. I wouldn't think it was me. I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, And I'd ask them if they're okay. Like, hey, you okay? You're a bit quiet or something. And at the beginning, they just kept saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was one point where I went to them and I was just like, look, I can be there for you if you let me know there's something going on, but if you're visibly not okay, and I'm asking you if you're okay and you go, I'm fine, it's kind of denying my reality and I'm gonna find it very hard to kind of judge when something's up and not. And it makes it quite confusing for me when visibly you're not okay and then you say you are and they were like okay no i totally get that and i just i guess i just want to be like they you know a lot of guys are taught that it's not okay to be vulnerable and it's not okay to have you know it's it's better just to be the support for everyone else and not let someone else help them and so it was a real like little breakthrough moment when I kind of said that and they kind of understood it and I kind of said to them look you don't always have to know what's going on because it's so usual that you'll feel stuff you'll wake up with feelings and you don't know what's going on but like if I say like hey are you okay just say you know what I'm not but I have no idea cool we're on the same level that like Something's going on in their little world. They might not know right now. I'm here to talk if you want. I'm here for support if you want. I don't need to find out every detail, but it kind of like calms your mind that firstly, there's nothing wrong between you guys, but also that what you're sensing is kind of true. Um, So I hope that kind of like makes sense in a way. Now, in terms of if you're in a situationship, the first thing, like there's a few things, don't make assumptions, don't assume that it's about you and the way they're texting or the way that they're handling things is about you. The next one is to communicate. And this is like the number one thing that goes wrong in situationships is the communication. It's literally why it's a situationship because you have not communicated potentially what you want or if you have, you don't actually accept their answer. Like I remember in the situationship I had, I communicated that I wanted something and it took them a while, like like months and months and months for them to say, "Oh, oh, no, I don't want something. Instead of just saying, oh yeah, maybe in a bit or in the future, it did actually come out like, no, I don't want something. I then didn't listen to that. And I was like, oh, I'll make you want me as a girlfriend. Now, if you're in that position, please just like don't because they've had, you know, the decency to actually say what they want and then you kind of think you can change it. And my experiences with that is that it does go downhill. And yeah, there was an element of me that there were so many points when I didn't know that I didn't ask because I didn't want to know the truth. Like I rather, at that point, I'd rather have no clarity, but the possibility of it going somewhere rather than having clarity that it wasn't going to go somewhere because I still wanted that attachment or relationship of something. You know, you'd rather have a bit of them than none of them. But if it's making you unhappy and if it's causing you stress and anxiety, it is just better to let them go. But yeah, I was talking about communication and my advice would be to create a safe space for them to communicate back the way that I went to the guy that I'm seeing, like in a really safe way. And I was kind of like, look, like I can understand you're going through some stuff. This is how I'm feeling about it. You know, it helps if we're kind of on the same page about things, leaving him room to kind of speak and I'm not like talking over him or butting in, like letting him say everything. It's kind of the same if you're trying to communicate with someone, saying it in a gentle manner Saying how you feel. Now, some people won't be ready for that. And that was me in my previous thing where I, there were points where I would like clearly communicate things and they just weren't on that same level of being able to communicate back. That's okay, but that's not your problem. Your responsibility lies within holding your boundaries and being like, okay, cool. There's only a certain level I can work with. And if you don't want to work together with these things, then I might have to step back kind of thing and obviously like that's quite a broad way of saying things and every situation is different and there's lots of different types of people within them i'm obviously just talking from like my experience but yeah if they don't share you do have to let them do them and it's about creating those boundaries for example you go to them and you say hey is anything okay like everything okay they go yeah I'm fine and you go okay but I've really like are you sure like I've kind of sensed something is off yeah no I'm fine okay cool um I'm actually gonna go and do something for myself right now you don't have to say that exactly but you can say okay well I'm actually gonna go head to the gym um or etc or I'm gonna go do this you step away you go regulate yourself you go give yourself time for yourself and you know if it can continuously happens probably won't even go in that direction and honestly it just saved me so much to not be so fully invested in every situation they went through if they didn't want to open up to me about like I'm not your mom kind of thing like I'm here I'm an adult I'll hear you out you don't want to share cool or you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong or you're gonna tell me that, oh, stop making situations or oh, whatever. Like, I'm just gonna step back. I don't need that kind of thing. Now, in terms of like friendship, let's say if someone has texted me something in an angry tone or in an off tone or like something is up, I always like to reply in a very like calm way of like, hey, is everything okay? You know, it seemed a bit off or something. And just kind of giving someone else the space, there's two things, one, the space to communicate, like let me know if something's up because I can't guess whether this is a housemate, a friend, a, a sibling, I don't know, a family member, giving them space to communicate, like I was just wondering if if anything was up, because some people, they, aren't, they don't know how to communicate, so it's easier to hold a grudge, and this could be in person or a text or a call or anything, but they don't know how to actually express how they're feeling. So it will get twisted in like emotions and maybe be off with you or really blunt reply. And for you to like not delve into that or like be like, oh, okay, I won't text you or whatever. And just be like, hey, is everything okay? I just sensed like something was potentially off. Was there anything up? It gives them space to explain themselves or let them know how they're feeling. And then the second part is to almost like set a boundary in a way, and be like, you know, I don't know how to exactly put it to you guys, but that kind of understanding that, please don't talk to me or text me like that again. You know, I'm here, you wanna talk to me, cool, but you don't get to be off with me, or you don't get to, not saying you don't get to be off with me, but you don't get to kind of, I'm not gonna be around for these types of messages or communication or non-communication, as you would say. Like, I'm here for the, I'm here for everything that's real, like tell me what's going on, but I'm not gonna be talked to in a certain way or ignored in a certain way or etc. And I've done this a lot with family as well. Like if there's something up with my mom and I can kind of tell, I'll just be like, is everything okay? And then something will come out and I'll be like, okay, cool, like, can you let me know next time rather than texting me in a certain way? Or can you just tell me how you actually feel? Um, And I did actually see, you know, kind of going on to another point, little thing on my question box. And it said, I'm communicating with my family, but they're not hearing me. And oh my God, did I feel that, you know, we're all at different places within ourselves. And if you're learning to communicate and let's say family members haven't quite, I don't want to say done that before, but not as experienced with like healthy communication or even listening they're going to find it hard to absorb and understand what you're saying because you can imagine for generations before them, there might not have been any communication between their parents, you know, in a healthy way of like, oh, this is how I feel. So when you say it, they're like, oh my God, like, what are you on about? And what are you doing? Like, that's literally how it feels and what you hear. And my advice to that is to keep doing what you're doing in a gentle manner. Create boundaries around it. So let's say you communicate that there's certain comments that really upset you, whether that's talking about your grades and future in not a positive way, talking about your body in not a positive way, anything that's going on in your life. You communicate to them, hey, like it kind of makes me whatever when you talk about this, makes me feel a certain way. And if they're like, you're like, okay, But this is how I feel and I don't want these comments. And if they're like, oh, so I've got to keep a list of all the things that I can't say to you and if they give you all of that, blah, 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 you just take a step back. And you might find that, you know, for the first couple of weeks or months, they kind of try to and then it happens again. You just communicate again. And I did this a lot with my mum. I had to communicate to her a lot of times this has upset me about this, I don't need negative comments, I don't need this, I don't need that, because the thing is, is that I'm on a journey of gentle parenting myself. I'm having to reteach myself how to be okay when things don't go right, or when everything isn't in order, and when I'm doing that myself, and then I go talk to my mom or something, and they go say, what about this, and what about that, and oh, don't get too big for your own boots, or don't blah, 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 you're like, it's really hard for me because I'm like, I'm trying so hard to do this in my own world and I have a conversation with you and it all just comes up again. And what I've, well, I say what I've done is I've just continuously communicated it really gentle. And if they're not gonna listen, I put a boundary in and be like, well then, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to talk to you as much or I'm not gonna be able to see you as much and come to me when you're ready to, you know, communicate with me and talk nicely to me. Um, So that's what I've got to say about that. And it does get better. There are always, you know, things to learn. And when a friend or person or family member trigger you, there is an element of having to carry yourself through it and learning to calm yourself because the other person may not be able to understand. So when there's been points where I've tried to tell my mom like, this really hurts me or whatever and she's not quite giving me the oh my gosh I totally understand and I'm really sorry about that and that's a very like I don't necessarily expect that response but like we're talking about the dream response right I then have to go in my own journal or talk to myself and be like it's okay you are a good enough daughter you don't have to change this you're allowed to be positive about yourself You don't have to be a critique over yourself. And I have to go do that in my own way. And I'm not going to say it's like the best thing, well, not the best thing ever, but it's basically a way of not having to completely rely on the other person completely accepting everything I say and giving it to myself. So I think there's two things to kind of go along with that is realizing you're never really going to get the perfect response from everyone. Not to say you're not going to get it from people. I've learned it with. Um, I say the guy I'm seeing, he's literally my boyfriend. But anyways, I've seen it with my boyfriend. He's, his responses to everything is like, oh my God, are you from like heaven or something? Like, like to be able to communicate with someone and they go, thank you for telling me that. You know, I understand. Or can you like, tell me more about this? Or, you know, I'll try not to say that next time or anything like that. Like, that is so healthy and it's out there but sometimes the closest people around us in terms of family or previous friends won't quite understand that, but just so there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, it is there. I do genuinely think communicating is probably the key to so, like so much stuff. Like it, it is the absolute key with friendships, partners, family. And I've come to a point where if a situation, gets me in a twist whether someone did something or said something or whatever I come to a point where like I have to communicate to get past it like I cannot hold grudges I cannot hold it within me because I burst and that's like suppressed emotion why we feel anxiety and why we feel anger or we don't even get to feel the anger because we've never been taught that it's okay to feel anger so it gets turned into depression or anxiety or these other things or ocd or eating disorder stuff do you know what i mean like so many other things and i get to keep my little energy system a lot more clear by handling things when they do come up so if a friend says something like oh my gosh i used to not say anything and i used to just like sit with it and maybe hold a bit of a grudge or not see them for a while or whatever and i remember there was a situation probably like months ago where my friend, had, she had come around, my friend had said something and it kind of like, I was kind of like worried. She shared something about her friend that was quite personal. And I had shared something to her before that was quite personal on the same kind of lines. And I just sat there like, oh my God, she's telling me, like what if she's telling someone else about my stuff and that's quite private. And so then I didn't say it right there and then cause I hadn't really processed it yet. I then realized when she left that it had affected me. And then, I just texted her the next day, I was like, hey girl, like, thank you so much for coming around. Like, I miss you so much. I love you so much. I've just got to get this out of my brain. And I've got to say that when you talked about that, it kind of affected me because it made me worry that what you had said about her that maybe you're saying about me now, I don't actually think you've done that, but it's just in my head and I've got to let you know. And she was obviously like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, like, I haven't at all. And I shouldn't have said it. And whatever. And then I think she was maybe worried that I'd actually like hold a grudge, but I was like, no, because I'm actually telling you what's up and you're being like, not responsive, but like you're actually hearing me out. It's all cool now. Like I felt everything go, everything was released. I was like, okay, amazing. Like, can't wait to see you again. Like everything like that. And I hadn't held on to anything. Whereas I know for a fact that if I didn't communicate that at the time, oh my God, I would have felt still uncomfortable now. And that would have been really annoying because she probably would have sensed things like, oh, okay, is Anna okay? Like, and had no idea because sometimes we have no idea what other people have felt in our conversations or taken to heart. And so I feel like that's a really nice example because it is actually so much easier to communicate with someone than we think. But I know for a fact I would have never done that. But now it's like, okay, cool. This is how I feel, I'm gonna let you know. Also on that kind of thing, going back to my mum and when my mum would say things and I'd have to communicate, I think there's been two kind of trends going on. One, she's is actually saying less and she's understanding more of like, you know, nice things to say or whatever. And then the other thing is that probably only one in five now affect me. So now let's say we're in a conversation. Let's say my mum would come around normally, well, in the past, there would be quite a few things that actually like upset me right there in the moment. And I would just be visibly upset or just be a bit off. And then when she left, I'd feel like a bit shit or whatever. Now, if something's said, I'll say it right in the moment. But also if she does say little things, like in the past I would have taken it really tight. And now I'm just like, I take a moment, I literally put my arms around myself and I'm like, it's okay, it's cool, it's okay. And it just kind of like brushes, like, it just kind of goes. So there's two parts to it. There's kind of letting go of some things and realizing they're not like a major thing. Like, I'm okay. I'm now confident in myself in that. I don't need to take it on. Then there's times where I'm like reminding her, etc. Um, But yeah, and it's so weird when I talk about it, a feeling of like, oh, that's so extra comes up. And I think that's, a, that's what a lot of people feel. Too needy, too much, too loud, too annoying, too emotional and they're just not true. And we're allowed to feel what we feel. We're allowed to communicate what we need to like communicate. And I don't want you guys to feel bad about that because even now I'm like, ooh, like what if my mum buys that annoying? Or what if my mum listens and is like, oh yeah, here she goes again. But yeah, this is me letting you know that you need to do what you need to do um, and you know yourself best and what you need to say to people. The next thing I wanna talk about is so interesting. And some of you might be aware of it. Some people might not be aware of it at all, but resonate with it. And then some people may not notice it at all, Um, or not even notice it at all, but maybe haven't been in a situation to experience it. And it is adapting within relationships, situationships, whatever you wanna call it, friendships, whatever. But I'm just gonna talk about relationships as a whole. And the way that I'm gonna describe it is, okay, you have a plan for the day. You wanna go to the gym in the morning and then you wanna crack on with some work. You're seeing a guy, you wake up, they want cuddles. They're like, oh, let's just like stay here for a bit longer. You don't really wanna like upset them and also, you don't necessarily realize that, but your brain also goes, "Oh, okay, wouldn't be too bad," and I'll just stay here for longer. And then you do that, you wake up late, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like I need to do this, I need to do that, and you haven't quite done the stuff that you were like wanting to do or planning to do. Or let's say um, you wanted to go to the gym, you really wanted to, and then the guy you're seeing goes, "No, I don't want to," and you go, "Oh, okay, then I won't." Right? Adapting to them, what they want, rather than what you want. Now, now within this. I'm not ruling out compromise, I think compromise is a big thing in relationships and you know, if you were so on your own wavelength of like I'm doing everything at an exact time and I'm doing this and someone's around your house and like you want to spend time together or you're let's say having them around, I don't know to not have any room to compromise of like okay well they need to do this and then they're ready to go to the gym at one okay maybe we can both go to the gym at one and do this or understanding that like okay no i need to go in the morning so i'll go in the morning you go in the evening are we both happy with that cool but having that kind of balance with compromise but not adapting and i did this so much in my previous situationship and all other relationships and i think that's why when people get out of a relationship. You notice how they suddenly do all the things that are great for themselves. They get into routine more, they get into the gym more, um, and not necessarily in like an unhealthy way, but just like doing things for themselves, going on walks, journaling, all these things. And it's because you're not having to adapt to anyone anymore. Also, it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders sometimes and you wanna do things for you, but the amount of times that I've realized that I was actually adapting a lot more of my lifestyle to fit someone else rather than for myself and it's so nice this time around that I'm catching points where like at the beginning I was adapting and then I was like I caught myself and I was like no Anna you wanted to go do this you need to go do this go do it you don't have to spend every moment with someone you don't have to please them you don't have to look after them you don't have to babysit them do you know what I mean like you're allowed to go do the things you want to do. If you really wanted to go get a coffee and a walk, and the other person doesn't, you go do that. Now, the amazing thing is, is that it can teach you a lot when you're in a situationship. So I remember when I would always, you know, if they didn't want to go to the gym or if they didn't want to do something, I wouldn't. And then I remember when I started learning that, like, no, I need to go do that. And at the beginning, it was so uncomfortable. Oh my god, I'd be like, oh, I want to go gym, and they go, I don't, and I go okay, I'm actually gonna go for myself then. Like it was so uncomfortable to do or like go like do my own thing. And I guess I was scared of like losing some sort of attachment or relationship or whatever, or that they may not like me anymore, but that doesn't happen. And so doing things for me really helped myself actually create more space to understand that, firstly, they weren't right for me, that the reason why we were lasting so long was because I was adapting to them. And if you actually live for yourself with a little bit of compromise, but when you actually live for yourself that you don't actually click that much, I think that was the biggest thing. And there was like another guy that I was seeing previously where I had adapted so much, I thought we got on so well. And as soon as I realized I was adapting, I went back to what I did, I spent a weekend together and oh my God, we had Nothing for us, like nothing going for us. And I was like, oh my God, this whole time I was just adapting to him. No wonder we got on well because I watched football when he wanted to. I stayed in, I lied in, we ate the foods he wanted to do. And I thought we got on well, but no, I was just doing what he wanted. Anyways, I was then going to talk about the positive side of it. When you do find someone who enjoys the things that you do and wants to do those things with you, they join in on those things. And it's so nice to be able to go, you know, before I even decide, not decide if I'm gonna do something, but no, actually I decide first. I go, okay, Anna, you've got to go on a 10K run tomorrow. And I'll go, hey, I'm doing a 10K tomorrow. Would you like to join? And they go, yeah or no. And neither answer affects me, in a negative way. If they go no, I go, cool, you've already decided that you need to do it and go by yourself. If they go, yeah, amazing, I've got a buddy to go on with a run. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's obviously this other thing where, you know, when you're different to your partner, I remember talking to my therapist and I was like, are you supposed to have a lot of things in common? Are you not? You know, And people are like, oh no, but it's nice to like, not have things in common. And then other people are like, no, it's so nice when you do. And I think there's all of it a bit of a balance because I thoroughly enjoy when someone is open and wanting to experience new things with me and try the things that I enjoy, but I'm also so okay with going off and doing them by myself or with my other friends, which I think is also a really good thing to know that your partner doesn't have to do everything you enjoy and it's quite a nice opportunity to go see other friends and do other things. And also, side note, if you are in a relationship, it is also really important to keep up your friendships too. And not because when they're gone, they're still there for you because they are, but you're not just holding it on for that. Like to have other friends while in a relationship is so important. It it Having time away from one person and having connections with other people. Life is about having connections with lots of people and not saying you need loads and loads of friends, but not to, have it all with someone because as soon as that someone isn't there or not able to you suddenly kind of got a problem i've obviously talked about not adapting i just want to go over a few like healthy things that i've written down um obviously one i've talked about compromise already the second thing is to almost you know having empathy and not always just doing you 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 and understanding that the other person has feelings and maybe changes in their day and maybe they're tired from their day and they don't want to travel and so the compromise comes in um so different to adapting and then the last one is sticking to your word I think that is one of the most kind of like healthy things you know if you've said you're going to see each other on a certain day or go on a date or spend dinner together without your phones or whatever sticking to your word it's very safe for someone and that is on the receiving end and also really nice to be able to give that back. And obviously in life, it's never linear, things come up. And to be able to communicate, and this can be with friends as well, you know, let's say you've made a plan and you really have really tried to stick to it, but something major has come up and you go, hey, look, something has come up, I can do tomorrow at this time, or I can do Thursday or I can do Friday and giving them a date and a time, um, you know, with my boyfriend if something comes up we were supposed to have a little evening together or something um and I go look I've got to crack on with this little piece of work can we go for breakfast tomorrow morning instead and have a really wholesome moment there kind of thing and just giving them space for other time but like I've really learned to stick to my word now something that's really helped me stick to my word is using my google calendar because when I make plans or even half plans you know when you say someone like Oh, you free Friday? Yeah, cool, let's do something. And you don't put in like a certain time, but it's like a half plan. Like Friday is kind of like in the diary of doing something. I never, well, I never used to have a proper diary. I used to just have like a monthly planner that I, wrote my, uh, that I wrote my work stuff out, but to have a Google calendar and actually have everything on there has helped me so much. Because as soon as I say to like my stepdad or grandma, like, okay, I'll see you Tuesday or I'll see you this day. I put it in my calendar straight away so that when I come to doing my work, I don't think I have the whole day free because that's when I get in a pickle where I've said to someone, I can see you on an evening. In my calendar, it's got nothing in. So I crack on with work or I like push things into the evening or into the day. They text me in the morning and they're like, hey, can I see you? And I'm like, oh my God, no, I can't. Whereas now like, no, if we make plans, we make plans and we're doing it. And a very rare occasion now where I'm like, okay, shit, no, I really can't or I'm really tired or something like that. And we move it, but that has really, really helped me vulnerability is your biggest strength and allows you to connect with others that's just a statement i need to tell you guys and it is so true especially that last part like connecting to others oh my gosh think about it in every example you're with your mom and instead of this half communication not communication grudges side comments you actually say what you're feeling. So let's say my mom goes, "Oh, I'm just really really missing you." And I'm and I'm really like I just I just want to see you and I and I and I miss this and I miss that. I'm like, "Thank you for telling me that rather than every other side comment." Like just being vulnerable and letting someone know how you feel, I'm able to connect with you whereas if I'm getting side comments and whatever, it's really hard to. And that's the same with my boyfriend where I told him like, when we were having this kind of like little moment of communicating with each other and not even communicating, but him being vulnerable with me. And I was trying to be like, I gave him a really safe space to be that, And I was like, look, I know as a guy, you sometimes think that you can't cry or feel or anything like that, but I am here to support you as much as you are here to support me because he supports me so much. And I told him that, and I was like, also, I'm gonna find it extremely hard to connect with you if you don't let me in on your lower moments and not be vulnerable with me. And at one point I had to actually be quite stern, not stern, but I had to be like, I don't want a relationship where I can't connect with you. And so if you're gonna push me out on every moment where you don't want to be vulnerable and something's going on, That's going to happen. And I don't want to live a miserable relationship. Like, I don't want to live a miserable life when someone is feeling something and goes off. You're not able to come together and support each other within that. And as soon as he told me what was going on and was vulnerable and just opened up about other family stuff and whatever, like I was able to connect straight away. We felt better straight away after that. And it helps so much. And so I don't know whether you can use that line with yourself or when you want someone to open up with you but letting people know that one it's not only a major strength but it allows you to connect with other people right and we have this fear that if we're vulnerable we're going to get rejected or hurt or misunderstood because it's happened previously in our life but to start doing it with people that you feel safe enough with can be a really positive thing and a really good chain effect so if you have a friend or family member, or you've got into a relationship and they're very safe, you feel like if you tell them something, they'll be there for you. Practice telling them the things that scare you or or when you are struggling to be able to say that to them so that you get better at that. So for example, me, thats my. at the beginning, it was my therapist. She was the only person that I felt safe enough to tell everything. She was so supportive in everything I said and never told me off or was rude to me and any of like that. So it gave me the confidence to go do that with friends and then with family and then with boys and then so on and online. I've always been kind of a bit vulnerable online, but, you know, doing that with a doing that with someone you really trust will allow you to start doing it with people that you find it harder with. Okay, and then the last thing I do have so many more things I want to say. But I feel like we can maybe make another episode and I'll put a question box up on my Instagram and I'll maybe do like a part two and like all these things. So if some of the things I've said has like triggered questions or ideas or there's like things I haven't even talked about in like the whole relationship, situationship, breakup, friendship, any of that, we can put it in and we can do another one cause I'm so down for that. Um, but the last thing I kind of want to touch on and someone put it in and they said, how leaving people can help you in the future. And I'm assuming that they've had to make a hard decision to leave someone either they've loved or love still. um, And, you know, almost looking for kind of reassurance that they've done the right thing and that it's okay. And look, doing something to please someone, e.g. stay with them, will only take you down a route of living for someone else and being, way more miserable than your full potential of happiness. <laughs> I have no idea if that makes if that makes sense. But it is so brave to walk away from someone you loved or love. In a way of you genuinely know what's right and wrong for you. You're aware that it's not right for you. They may still love you or you might be in a little bit of a place where you're like, oh no, if I leave, something bad will happen or I don't even know. but to do that kind of act for yourself in a loving way, like not, don't do it in a rude way, like be gentle and kind with it and say you're still there for them, but to be able to walk away, it is you going on the right path and so many more things will come to you and you'll be able to be with yourself. And look, when you know, you know, that's all I'm gonna say. I've had that previously where I had to break up with, it was my first ever breakup of someone else and. To be honest, we just turned to friends and I don't think we were growing too much or I was growing and they were growing in their own way but I think we were growing apart. I don't think we were growing together too much. Um, And it was hard to break up because I was like, I literally love the guy. And like, we've been great friends since. Like we don't see each other that much but like everything's still positive because I kind of ended it in a way of like, I just don't think we're right for a relationship at the moment but like, I'm still here for you and stuff and I know you'll be here for me and stuff Um, but yeah, all I can say is that it most definitely will help you in the future. It will help you right now, you know, you're going to be doing more things for you, you're going to be experiencing more things, you're going to learn how to be okay by yourself, you're going to learn how to love yourself, um, to be there for yourself you know, maybe it was actually quite a positive relationship and they taught you a lot of positive things and you can use those things. Or maybe it wasn't a positive relationship and leaving it will actually be a breath of fresh air. Um, So yeah, I don't know if that helps, but all I can say is that when you know, you know, and it's the right decision when you know. Um, And so yeah, I just wanna say I love you guys so much. I hope you guys are having an amazing week and yeah. I will see you guys next Tuesday and I'll put up a question box for like a part two. So maybe I'll record that one for next week. Um, And yeah, I'll see you guys. Bye.